First, I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who shared their on-the-job stories. Hearing from you has been balm for my soul and has given me insight into all the ways that our lives are impacted by the situation. I also wanted to thank the worship committee um, and, and let them know how much I've appreciated these online services. They're every bit as beautiful and meaningful as our in-person services, and I really appreciate all the work that's gone into making them that way. <clears throat> I've experienced a couple of job changes in the last five years. When I decided to retire from my job as the head of customer service in the fall of 2016 and move from Nashville, Tennessee back to Michigan, the main drivers were being able to spend time with my aging parents and my kids and grandkids and to try my hand at communal farm living. I left the farm last fall, but have continued to spend a lot of time with my family. Just prior to my retirement, my family made the difficult decision to put my dad into a memory care facility, and he died a little over three years ago. We'd had a complicated relationship in both my childhood and adult life, working through forgiveness and finding appreciation, and I'm very grateful that I was able to care for him and minister to him during that last phase of his life. He didn't always know my name, but he knew I was his daughter and was always glad to see me. I helped feed him, brush his hair, and allowed him to tell me about all the things he suspected were going on at the facility, always some kind of conspiracy that resulted in the loss of his freedom and his ability to be with my mom. Since his death, I've continued to spend about one day a week with my mom, helping her sort through 80 plus years of possessions, going out to lunch or some other fun activity, having dinner, watching something on TV and staying overnight, or taking her to Grand Rapids or to Dearborn to see my kids and grandkids, or to Traverse City to visit my sister and her family. In COVID time, time with mom consists of daily texts to make sure she's okay, that she's staying home, or to share pictures of her great-grandchildren, as well as phone calls on special occasions like Mother's Day and her 84th birthday. Once a week or so, we both have the joy of her sending me a long list of needed groceries, me entering the order online, and much back and forth about unavailable items, acceptable substitutions, and estimated pickup dates and times. A couple of times, I physically picked up groceries for her and placed them on the quarantine shelf she set up in the garage, waiting for the requisite three days to pass for decontamination. I shout across the garage, you doing okay? Yup. How's the new dog? Good. She's a person of few words. I see that she's not really okay, but I can't do anything about it. Can't hug her or tell her that it will all be over soon. Can't do anything to ease her loneliness. For the last 10 years, I've spent a lot of time with my oldest son, Ben, his wife, Ariel, and their four children, Seppi, who's almost 10, Avram, who's eight, Selah, who's six, and Ada, who's four. I've been very fortunate to be in the room when two of the four were born. And even when I lived several states away, always made sure that I stayed with them for a few days once a month, giving their parents at least one or two opportunities to go out for breakfast or have a date night. I've given the grandkids a million pushes on the swings, walked with them to the park in the ice cream shop, dug in the dirt, played tags, and helped them clean up the toy room in the basement. I've been to their soccer games, their baseball games, their piano recitals, their musicals, and many other activities. In COVID time, we video chat about once a week. The grandkids send me goofy messages via Facebook Messenger, including pets and stickers and other things that I'm sure all the cool kids are doing, but that I don't really understand and probably don't fully appreciate as much as they do. 
They flit in and out of the camera's view or sometimes get front and center to block the others out. They try to show me new Legos they put together or stuffed bunnies they got for Easter or one of the cats whose interest in video chatting is sketchy at best or the new chicks and ducks they got because that's what you do in COVID time. Little Ada ends every call with, when are you gonna come and see us, G? Ah, uh, the question I'd love to be able to answer. My oldest grandson is confident that this will all be over by my birthday in June, and says my daughter-in-law can make me the usual carrot cake. I want him to be right, but I'm skeptical. In the fall of 2017, my younger son, Joel, and his wife, Lisa, asked if I would watch my new grandson, Owen, one day a week while they're at work. In 2018, I started caring for him two days a week, and now also watch Finley, who will be a year old in June. I've been there for all their milestones, appreciating and noticing them in a way that I was way too busy to do when I was a parent. We played in the yard, made snowmen, walked to the park, played in the rain, made bubbles, drawn pictures and letters with sidewalk chalk, and I've taught them the names of the animals, birds, and plants in their neighborhood. It's all the joys of parenting without all of the responsibility. In COVID time, we attempt a video conference, but it's hard to keep the attention of littles unless they get to play with the screen and touch all the buttons. It seems like Finley has already forgotten me, and I know when I see them, she'll need to get to know me all over again. My son moved to a new house during this time, a place I've only seen peeking through doors and windows. He worked alone, stripping wallpaper and repainting, tasks I promised to help him complete before the move. I wasn't there to help them pack and load boxes or help with the kids on moving day. It feels weird to acknowledge that I've gone from being companion and caretaker to being a face on a screen. I lament that I'm not there to teach the grandkids protest songs, teach them about all the plants and animals and neighborhoods, birds in their neighborhoods, and sing the peace of the earth be with you when they're falling asleep for naps or bedtime. I'm not there to read barnyard dance and Harry the dirty dog or stroke Finley's fuzzy head and sing, close your eyes, close your eyes, and relax as she drifts off to sleep. My days lack rhythm. The white spaces of my calendar are empty. A life that I thought to be on the verge of just too busy. I add laundry, grocery, baking to the spaces, only so I have something to cross off as the day goes on endlessly. With few exceptions, every day seems much like the day before. I no longer spend time driving the car between my kids' houses and my mom's, listening to podcasts that now fill up all the storage space on my iPad. I consult the master project list and conclude that once again, I just don't feel like doing any of those things. I lack motivation and interest. Most of the things I once enjoyed now don't hold the same pleasure. I watch how summer, summer activities I've always enjoyed with my family are now canceled one by one by one. I've always enjoyed reading dystopian fiction, often imagine myself in a new world wondering how it would fare if I had to rely on my strength, wits, and ingenuity to survive. I always thought that I would do pretty well. I just never envisioned that I would have to do it without my people. I wrestle daily with my desire to see my grandchildren and help my kids and my mom, and my desire to avoid getting sick and possibly dying and not wanting to expose Linda or my mom as well. While I'm grateful to have someone to shelter in place with, Linda's face does not light up when she sees me, and she doesn't want to sit on my lap so I can read her books. She does eat all of the food that I make without having to coax her into just a couple more bites. 
Sure, she humors me when I show her yet another Jack in the pulpit in the woods or when I'm searching Google and YouTube trying to identify the latest bird I saw and heard in the forest, but it's not the same enthusiasm as that of a child. I'm sure she's trying, but she just doesn't really need my help with anything. Some days I despair that this will never end, that the only way to be truly safe is to stay right where I am. And some days I tell myself that I'm willing to risk it all just to see my kids and grandkids again and spend some time with my mom. It's not that I can't fill my days, I can and do. It's just that there exists a hole that can't be filled even with all the best food, drinks, walks in the woods, cleaning projects, purging, books, streaming video, or even garlic mustard eradication. So who am I if I'm not a helper, a teacher, a caretaker, a companion? I'm used to change my jobs, the physical or mental work that I do. I just somehow thought that once I left the real work world, that I'd have control over how I spend my time and attention. And I guess I still do, but I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. How did it become deadly to be with the people I love? I've struggled to put a positive spin on this because even after weeks of sheltering in place, it seems somewhat hopeless. My role as chief baker of the house remains, and each week I turn fermented water and flour into bagels, bread, and crackers, sometimes adding yeast rolls or cinnamon rolls and the occasional dessert. Thank you for the help with the chocolate Pop-Tarts, Laura. My current weight is reflected in the amount of time I spend in this role, which probably should be a little less. I'm also a dog walker, which should counteract my role as baker, but it appears that that is not the way things work. My new roles consider, consist of disseminator of all news, good and bad, and the latest tweets from the president, whether Linda wants to hear it or not. Chief technology officer, downloading and troubleshooting video conferencing software, navigating grocery store websites and figuring out the idiosyncrasies of various streaming websites and apps. And lastly, chief procurement officer as I place online grocery orders for Linda and I or my mom or raid the outside world clad in masks and gloves and armed with baby wipes. Since I didn't voluntarily sign up for any of these new roles, it's hard to embrace them with the gusto I usually have when working on something new. And while safe at home seems to have already lasted a lifetime, I recognize that there will also be new unwelcome roles that I may have to learn to embrace. I hope that by the time I got to the end of this talk, I would have some perspective on who I am in my new roles and who I hope to become as a result of these changes, but I don't. Perhaps the knowledge will only come when COVID is in the review. Until then, I'm just thankful that I have all of you to walk with me on the journey. May God grant us peace. Amen. <laughs>